0: Hello. Um, Glad to have you all here. I am Pat Mulroy. I am the supervisor of the World of Learning Institute. Uh, We provide world languages and other courses that are sometimes difficult for school districts to find teachers for. So the World of Learning Institute primarily right now works with world languages. You can find us at worldoflearninginstitute.com and you can find us on patmulroy.substack.com for our newsletter and our video. Today, I have uh, Olivia Grugan and Yin Fang Jeffers with me, and we're going to talk about a strategy for using an asynchronous exit ticket virtually. So um, I'm really excited about this conversation, and I'm going to just start by having both Olivia and Yin Fang introduce themselves. They're two awesome people from the world of learning, and I'm super excited that I get to work with them every day.
1: Thanks, Pat. My name is Olivia Grugin, and I am my title is virtual learning specialist at the world of learning. I am also a language teacher, and I teach Arabic, German, and Spanish. Usually, and hopefully, not all at once. Um, but I, I really love languages, and I love the opportunity to get to work in um, largely rural areas, but in the diversity of languages that I've had the privilege of being exposed to in my life. Um, in my role as uh, part of the leadership team at the World of Learning, I also get to support teachers, uh, many of our 35-plus part-time teachers, including Ying Fang, and so I had the opportunity this past year to work with her more um, one-on-one as she works on honing and developing her craft, like we all are. So, thanks for having us today, Pat.
0: I'm so glad to have you, Olivia.
1: Hi, Pat
2: Olivia. Thank you so much to inviting me here, and I'm so also very happy to be here. And my name is In Bang Chua first, but the student always call me Si. It means it's a, a teacher You. So I'm the, uh, Chinese teacher and this is my second year, uh, with the WOLs and I'm teaching Mandarin Chinese. So my current student most is the high school students and I teach the different levels, different school. So that is very amazing, uh, being a teacher and that is my dream jobs when, dream job is when I was a little girl. So. But even though I have more than 10 years uh, teaching experience, but every day is new for me because the life, this is a uh, long life learning experience. And I um, besides this uh, teaching uh, Chinese, I'm also a daily subs for special education in my area school district. So it helped me a lot to learn, uh, gain some experience working with the student with the special needs.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So, yo, Laoshi, is that right?
2: Laoshi, yes.
0: Laoshi, Laoshi. So I can learn. I'll try to learn a little bit every day. Try, like you said, try to learn a little bit every day. So I'm just really grateful. You two bring so much to the world of learning. And I really believe that, you know, the more language, the more we know about each other's culture, the better we can all get along. I really do believe we can, we can make the world a better place. By introducing people and the two of you, between the two of you, we can teach students Chinese, Arabic, Spanish, German, and even ASL. I know Olivia didn't highlight that, but you really help us with our ASL program as well. So the other day when we were talking to Olivia, you came to our meeting super excited and, um, you had just met with Yin Fang and you, she was, you were telling us about this exit ticket. And when I asked you to write an article, I realized, well, maybe there's something we can do better. And so can you tell me a little bit why you were so excited about what you and Yin Feng were talking about?
1: Yeah, gladly. Thanks, Pat. I mean, first of all, I think it's just, I just get excited when I hear about our teachers trying new things. You know, it's been a really tough year. It's always tough to be a teacher and it's been a tough couple of years to be a teacher. And so I think um, having the energy and bringing the energy to try something new is really commendable. And so that's the first piece is just, you know, even if a new effort doesn't go well, just the fact that someone's trying something new alone is worthy of lifting up to me. Um, But this one's going really well. And that was obviously cool, too. And I think that's why it's worth sharing with others. It's I want to highlight that it's easy to implement. Um, That was one of the things that struck me early on. This doesn't feel like a ton of extra work, which is not something that I would you know, want to ask of a lot of people who are already working really, really hard. So it's easy to implement. It engages students asynchronously, which I think is something I'm always looking for. We have a lot of ideas about how to engage students in the live session. And when you have the teacher personality in a live and synchronous session, teachers can tap into a lot of what they've already done in the in-person classroom. They can tap into their, their charisma, their storytelling, their humor, whatever it is that already worked. But asynchronous is sort of like a new place when you go virtual, and it's harder, I think, to engage students in that. And then the last thing is, from a pedagogical standpoint, what Ying Fang was doing or is doing allows students to participate in self-assessment and reflection of their own learning, which, is, we know, is always a good practice in any environment. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, I love how you kind of wrapped them neatly into the package you know easy to implement at this time we really have been teachers have been through a lot and yin feng i know you just picked up a whole bunch more students because you know a district had a te- teacher going out um so the fact that as olivia said you're trying something new is super commendable and so um really great so i'd love you to tell us a little bit more about the exit ticket and how it's working tell us a little bit about what inspired you and, and then how you're seeing that play out in the day to day with your students.
2: Yes, as, uh, Olivia saying that, uh, we as a teachers, we are not only to take responsible during the live session, also of the session. So that's, uh, uh I would say that my peer is of teaching internship, internships, that is, uh, my most, uh, in- buyers because at that time olivia always talking about because i always using that check box do you understand this understand that but you got to more specifics for example we're using the exit tickets three to one three things two things and one thing so they come up my mind the exit tickets and how come i have this idea is because that uh these are uh, one of our uh, facilitators um, emailed me then said that how to help students and to monitor them, track them, and then to make sure they are working their words during not live session or a synchronous uh, section so I have been a uh, facilitators in the past in the one of the high school for monitor the student in the German class. So I have kind of like that feeling. I understand these teachers what concern. I was also the Student too, and I was teacher too. So this is kind of like communication and also work together. So I come up, this exit ticket is not to monitor, it's to try to help student and try to figure out which parts we need to reteach or to clarify, because some of the voice from students you probably cannot hear during our live session. So that's a good way to track in to see how we can provide uh, assistance or provide additional uh, resources for the student who need it. So that is, uh, I would say that um, my period that's that internship and also as my past experience, that will be helped me a lot, okay. You know
0: what? I- this is amazing to hear. I absolutely love that, you know, you're such a committed learner. I mean, that's just one of the best things that we can have, because that is what your students see as well, because they see you changing and trying and taking risks. And, you know, maybe it doesn't work, right? But this one, obviously, and two things that I heard, you know, Olivia, you were really talking about you know, not making it too hard for the teacher, like it's easy to implement. And I think that's so important in this time where teachers do feel so overwhelmed by so much of what they've had to do. And, and, Yin Feng, you're talking it from the student perspective where you're saying, this is really giving you a sense of maybe what kids aren't getting, you know, and, and that's really important and that this is a way for you to look to, provide extra resources, support those students, reteach if you need to. Oh, it's like a dream. It's like a, the perfect dream of what you want to happen. So we have the students reflecting themselves and we have you seeing this as a communication system in that asynchronous um, piece. And I love that. Um, so I think, you know, obviously that ownership that you talk about, that the students take that ownership of their learning, um, I think is really amazing. Um, what do you see as the greatest advantage, um, Olivia to using this type of practice, you know, in that synchronous or asynchronous environment? Right. I think it's valuable in both.
1: Right. Pat, if I may, cause I'm thinking in my position in teacher support, um, I would like to outline just for a moment exactly what this looks like in Ying Feng's course. That'd be great. Um, so if you're a teacher listening to this and you want to try it tomorrow, right, what does this actually mean? And certainly the way Ying Feng does it is just one way, just the concept of an asynchronous exit ticket. I'm sure teachers listening can already think of lots of different ways they can make that happen in their own platform. And it'll look different based on the age of your students and your subject, et cetera. But by way of an example, Ying Fang has a homepage, all of our courses have a homepage that have a weekly schedule on them, and students are working independently and asynchronously three of the days, and often, I think in the course that Ying Fang showed me, one of those days is Friday, so the week ends asynchronously, in other words, without their teacher in front of them, right? So on that Friday day, in addition to completing whatever assignments they have to sort of wrap up for the week, Ying Fang has added a link To a Google form. And here's where you could use different tools, but she happens to use Google forms and it allows multiple submissions. So from the ease of implementation, Ying Fang is not um, creating a new form or exit ticket every week. She created one once and she can use it for the whole year. Right. So students submit. Um, what percentage of work they've completed, which is a self-assessment. She's not going and double-checking that percentage. That's for them to reflect on how much of my work from the week did I finish. And then they submit, like Ying Fang said, three, two, one, three things, um, words or phrases that they learned, two things they'd still like to learn more about, and one question that they have. And that is where I think what you're talking about comes in, Pat, that the, the students have now done the part of self-reflection. The teacher come around, comes around and closes the feedback loop by looking at those responses from the students. Ying Fang told me, you know, she mostly focuses on that 3 two, one part. They've done the self-reflection. She's going to look at that 3 two, one and say, all right, are there topics I'd like to incorporate next week? Should I record myself explaining a little something, a little more for them to look at during or listen to during their asynchronous time? Or is there a specific student who maybe needs a little more help based on what they put in that three, two, one? So that's what it looks like. And, and the Google form links directly on the homepage of her LMS course. And she can view the responses since the responses populate into one Google Sheet. She can see every week's responses above that, so she can also see growth or progress or change for the class as a whole or for an individual student. Um, So I think you asked about the greatest advantage, Pat, that's like lots of different advantages, but I just wanted people to imagine like operationally what it looks like, and I think that listeners can probably pull lots of advantages out of that description.
0: That's true. That's really true. And we can also post a screenshot of what that looks like in our course and maybe even an example of that Google Sheet that we use. Like you said, there's lots of other ways. So as a teacher though, in fact, what do you see as the greatest advantage of um, this practice?
2: Yeah, thank you so much for uh, Olivia's explaining that one. Definitely that's, I love to share that's uh, the form I created and teacher can uh, modify that as you need. So for myself, uh, as a teacher, I feel that uh, this X car is doesn't mean is to create additional job for student. I want to that is make as as we say mention that is ownership. It's an ownership for student refreshing their, what they do, and also is uh, ownership for the teacher to reflect is I'm missing something important or probably something that I suppose I would that's where is the student standpoints or the student that's which part I need to reteach or clarify that one. So that is the kind like create the ownership and also exchange the learning and teaching experience for both student and the teachers. And besides this, it also create the easier job for this. For Facilitators not always say that. Do your work, do your look, so that uh, that our uh, supporting teacher also can look at that and to see how the student we can help for them to achieve their learning goals.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, and I really do think, like, kind of as we think about this, um, the relationship between the three of us. You know, as a supervisor, as Olivia you know, being a direct support to you as a teacher and and you having that relationship um where you're supporting the student and the school district in having that learning is is really exciting to me. Um and I think about, you know, how much we've all grown. And you know, Yin Fang, a year ago you were working on your certification and you and Olivia really got a chance to dig in. Um can you just talk about a little bit of the bright spots of you know, going through this process with someone like Olivia from the world of learning, who's there for you. Um, can you just give us a little bit of a feel of what it feels like to be in our organization?
2: Yes, I can talk about first. And I just feel that's a very fortunate for me that I have this excellent and professional college supervisor from Wilson College. And it's also one of our partnership that's a college with the WOL and also the Avilia is my uh, cooperating teacher. And so that's um, they are really exactly that's my low models that demonstrate that how professional teachers should be. And the classroom observation during my uh, teaching uh, internship is the most high spot that I I can I can say that's my experience. So I learned from their uh, guidance and I improved it and I changed and I applied it to my next class. So for example, that's Olivia and uh, teach me a lot of the skill in how to using, uh, comprehensible input and how to uh, uh, support the student, for example, that scaffolding approach. So that is a very, very cool things that uh, I know how to apply in my class and how to make sure student understand it and to achieve their goals.
0: Awesome. Yeah, because you have been teaching for a while. So it's really good to hear that, you know, having that professional support. You know, it really does make a difference because we often wonder, why do we need this teacher certification? Why is why do we go through this process? So it really does make me feel good. And we do have this awesome partnership with Wilson College, and we can provide that information as well in our show notes here. So, Olivia, what would you say is a highlight for you? I mean, you're new to this support role. You had been in a teaching role. And I know for you, that was a transition, too. Can you talk a little bit about what have been the bright spots for you um, navigating this new role of supporting teachers rather than just being a teacher.
1: Right. Um, yeah. You know, my role is not evaluative. Um, well, I say that, and there was paperwork that I did have to complete that was evaluative, right? There were times at the end of the semester to tell the state how I felt like Ying Feng was doing, but when we met about her observations, my opportunity was to be supportive and to serve in a super, you know, we talk about doing teacher supervision, which I think I always sort of previously misunderstood as being exclusively evaluative. Um, And so this was an opportunity for me to kind of sort out, you know, what it looks like just to be a colleague who has teaching experience with another colleague who has teaching experience. And because I am eyes in the classroom, I can look for things that Ying Fang has asked me to look for, I can provide her feedback on things she is interested in getting feedback on and because she's a willing um and and participatory involved, you know, practitioner who wants to get better, we really like we're able to act as partners in a project towards making her teaching better, not as, you know, supervisor and supervisee or um But really as co-colleagues. And so she said it, and it's, she's not just giving it lip service. It's true. Ying Fan's exceptionally receptive to feedback and she turns around and implements it or tries, you know, tries something new in the next lesson. And, um, so we both were able to learn from that because it served through, for me, through observation, I was also able to say, Hey, what if we tried this? What would happen? And we both could kind of take a step back and learn together or sort of, um, evaluate together how those potential um, interventions were or weren't helpful and then kept them or changed them. Right.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think that is part of the practice. And I think, you know, having been doing this for a long, long time, it's, it's really always awesome to watch people say, well, you know, this worked or this didn't work. And to know that maybe even though it didn't work this time, it might work another time in another situation where you have a different group of students you know, and I think, you know, as you have lots of different classes, you'll see that what works for one group of kids doesn't always work for another group of learners. So, but we're going to wind down here today. You guys are just fabulous. I love this conversation. I could keep it going on forever. Um, but as we close, and I and I just want to share so much gratitude, um, I'd like you to tell me just like one strategy that you find most successful for engaging learners in our World of Learning program. Um, and Yin Feng, let me let you just give that a shot.
2: Okay, so um, my strategy is not uh, like uh, economics a term or something. My strategy is love. I yes. would say love. Yes. Love is uh, one of the best strategies it can make the student learning and the teacher teachings the most successful. Because of the love, student could feel you care about them. Because of the love. That uh, you have the patience to dedicate to education, to provide this as our principal authentic relevance, engagement and trustworthy learning environment to work with the parents, school, college and professional to keep students to achieve their individual learning goals successful. So I would say love is everything.
0: It makes me so happy. I'm you so want, happy. You want
1: me to follow love? I don't <laughs> know. Can you? Can you follow love? I mean, that's, you know, I just think about like this particular strategy that we wanted to lift up today is this asynchronous strategy, because we all know that there will be times that our students can't join us in person or on the screen. But I think when it's possible, and this absolutely, you know, I only intend to support what Ying Fang just shared but having spaces to get to know your students and live sessions are so wonderful to get to know them. And that's what I see Ying Fang do in getting this um, formative, asynchronous data back from her students weekly. She's able to personalize her response. And obviously for her, it's born out of love and whether it's born out of love or, you know, commitment to your profession or both um, it's an incredibly effective teaching strategy to get to know your students and then to be able to provide personalized learning experiences for them. So I'm privileged to see Yingfang do that.
0: And, Thank and you. I have to tell you that I have loved this time with both of you. <clears throat> um, it's, it's just fabulous for me to be able to spend time with you and hear about the good things. So as we close today, I just want to remind you that we are the World of Learning Institute at Appalachia IU8. You can find us on our newsletter and our, um, our podcast now. Um, we are on Apple podcasts, so you can find, um, you can find us there. We are, we do this every day and it's a variety of us who put this show together. Um, you can also find us at the world of learning and patmulroy.substock.com as well. So thank you. Um, we will have some show notes for you and we'll look forward to seeing you out there. On the radio waves. Thanks everybody!
2: Thank you.